What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I am here once again today with a returning guest, and uh, it's the 100th episode, by the way. I thought thought that was, I didn't realize that until we started recording, um, but yeah, 100 episodes, pretty cool. Um, just means I haven't stopped yet, so uh, yeah, we're, we're in triple digits now. It's kind of... It's kind of neat. Uh, anyways, yeah, I had a Matty Boyer in the podcast today, um, <clears throat> and this was a fun one. Uh, Maddie's a comedian, artist in the Bay Area, and it was really cool to have her on the show to talk about, you know, just performing and and all kinds of different um, things. We we kind of go everywhere on this in this podcast, uh, but it was really great and it flew by too. I didn't realize how long we recorded um, until uh, we were almost done. And so, yeah, go follow her on Instagram at MadBoyComedy and at MaddieBoyerArt. Also, if you could do me a favor and follow the podcast at I'm Getting Their Pod, all one word, I'll make sure to post and tag Maddie uh, in the episode when I drop the episode. And if you could do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're on Apple and Spotify and all the other stuff. Link in the bio for that. And uh, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, please rate the podcast and leave a review. I appreciate everybody that has done that. And thank you for listening for 100 episodes. If you're somebody that's stuck around that long, probably haven't listened to all of them. But, you know, if you check in every now and again, that's freaking rad. Uh, You're cool. And I appreciate you. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Maddie. listening to the last episode that we did which was a while ago it's crazy like how like time has just been moving pretty fast and when i have like people back on i'm like oh yeah i feel like i just had them on the show like not that long ago and then i was like scrolling i was like scrolling down and i was like oh man it was like almost I'll edit this part out while I'm no, finding you're good. My dog's lapping up water, so I don't know how much you're hearing. By the way, your dog I've been seeing the of the posts and stuff. Your dog is awesome. I love my dog so much. I I'm trying to write more jokes about uh, him. I haven't gotten any good laugh lines yet, but um he is ridiculous. It came out in July of last year. Oh, okay. So it was almost a year ago. Wow. Which is like anniversary. Yeah, episode 67 which is crazy because now i didn't realize i didn't realize this either until today you are the you're the hundredth episode (gasps) i didn't even know (laughs) we should have got balloons (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even i've just been like doing stuff and then i went was like went to look i was like what episode even is this and i was like oh shit i love that so that's cool um 100th episode uh, but since since then though i've been seeing like i mean i think around that time you were deciding if you were gonna stay here or move back to the midwest i think yeah right and since then it's been cool to see like you're been doing shows and kind of um just getting back into like the, the scene as the scene's been opening up yeah. and it's it's awesome to see it's funny because uh i felt like i was doing myself or i was doing 
a good thing by not going and practicing comedy during lockdown because that's what people you know the government advised but now i'm seeing that people that started going out in the lockdown stuff are like doing cobs now and i'm just like god damn it (laughs) was it worth it protecting other people and myself (laughs) i could have been funny (laughs) (laughs) uh i i know what you mean like it's 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 interesting to see like that. It's like a new wave of we've been seeing like our, you know, our friends that we were doing a lot of people that we know actually that were doing, you know, the shows before uh, the pandemic with us and stuff. It's kind of cool to see like this wave of people kind of yeah. moving up and going a... in. Cause a lot of, oh, no, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of people left, you know, and I felt like that kind of opened up, you know, it, it's just like, as people leave people from, you know, kind of, it's kind of just always like revolving, you know, revolving doors. So it's cool to see. Yeah, I feel like know, every other week, opportunities. someone's moving to New York. Yeah, uh, I think like I just had uh, John Alcabez on before he oh, moved, nice. and then I know that Ryan Goodcase also just left. I think too, right? Or yeah. This week. And... Sorry. <laughs> no, it's he okay. Like, <laughs> he always gets in my face whenever I'm like on Zoom. Whenever I'm trying to work, he's just like, Ugh! <laughs> "I hope he's back." <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, it's because the attention's not, not on right. him. So he's just like, "Hey, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best. Like just, <laughs> oh, I have to use that for a clip. That was so funny. <laughs> just my life. But yeah, uh, also with that too, though, I feel like you know those people getting to go and do that. There's been a lot more like new stuff opening from people you know like trying to do like you just did tyler's uh show in um uh was it higher gravity brewing the one with like the balcony it was so fun it was such a pretty little venue kind of thing you know like i didn't i didn't know how it was gonna be uh but everybody that was there wanted to laugh and um it was just really pretty it looks cool like i imagine it's there's got to be some like that 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 initial exchange where you're just standing like that, like above everybody like that. Like there's gotta be some great, like, like right off the bat, like jokes from people just like the observation (laughs) joke just comes to you immediately. Cause it's just like, Oh, I'm standing like 20 feet above you. (laughs) Tyler made this joke that was like, um, uh, I'll I'll finish this joke off with this. And he stopped and I was like, what if I just jumped off? (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty good Uh, (laughs) yeah hopefully there's something there to brace it (laughs) yeah there's a railing (laughs) (laughs) the other nice thing about uh i just remembered uh the um the outside shows and the zoom shows and stuff like that is we have in this scene at least this huge uh influx of female comics and that's been pretty fucking cool. Like I, uh, yeah. I'm meeting so many different chicks that I've never met before, and um, a lot of them started because of Zoom shows. So it's just like nice. Yeah, I've had a couple people on where like like they they started and from Zoom and then went and started doing like like Emily Page is one, and then Priya I had on a few weeks ago, and yeah, they both like it's cool to see, yeah to to see them kind of go from you know getting that confidence from the the zoom shows to just go right back when stuff opens up and also too like uh i've been yeah i've been seeing a lot more like shows like specifically 
uh, for like like the uh, like like I think Sean Boyles has a show or had a show recently that was kind of like an all uh, female uh, lineup. Yeah, there's been like a, a big rush of um, LGBT shows too, which is just yes, 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 yes. <laughs> down for that. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I see a lot of it in Bacon. Yeah. And it's just awesome to see because it's like you know there's always the conversation of you know like like booking and making sure that you know shows are like his lineups are diverse and things like yeah. that and so i remember um i was talking to this one guy who's a comic in sf and his big thing about booking was just there's just not that many good girl or gay comedians do 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 and I was just like, I feel like you're being subjective because you only like straight male comedians because that's the jokes you enjoy. I think there are more mm-hmm. people. You're just not paying attention. But now there's like no excuse, you know, like we're out here. <laughs> you can have a diverse yeah. lineup if you try. Yeah. Uh, and I've read I've like I've asked other people, you know, just because I, I I don't get up to the South Bay or where it's like San Francisco as much. So I've asked people to go up there, you know, like who are some you know, like, uh, like women and other people that I can book on my show in Salinas or reach out to from a show in Salinas. Cause yeah. you know, I, I, I felt like I just like, uh, I feel like eventually you get to a point where you're like, oh, I've had like a similar group of people do my show a couple of times. Like I want to, you know, and also for networking for yourself, yeah. you know, for knowing other stuff. And, uh, yeah, that, like you said, there's like not at this point, there's like, I don't feel like there's a reason, um, not to, you know, be inclusive and to, and to, you know, involve like everyone in your show if you can, you know, if you have, if it's like, I feel like if, if it's, uh, you know, especially if it's in the, in the area, in the like, right. like, I like think in, the, like, closer to the city. I think the only troubling thing, I mean, I'm not a booker. I have two shows in the works, but not, no, neither of them are for sure yet. But, um, the one thing I noticed, man, there's a child outside laughing so hard. Do you hear him? <laughs> No. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's I imagine it's something awesome though. Right. I mean so, they're in the pool, so I'm yeah. sure it's incredible. <laughs> no. I guess I can't be too upset about children laughing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he figured out how to like slice the water and make like that big wave and splash. I think he sounds like he's like four or five. So mm. someone else might have showed him that his mind might have been blown. <laughs> What was I saying? I don't oh, so the one <laughs> The one uh, tricky thing I've heard is that uh, a lot of San Francisco uh, uh, comedians don't really drive. So unless they can reach you by the BART, they're harder to get out unless you can like book them with other people that have cars. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that I've I've mentioned just other people as well. Like, hey, is there somebody that you want? Maybe like want a carpool with oh, that right. would also be also be down to do the show because then it's kind of like you're booking two spots, you know. At, at and then I feel like it's it's cool for them, you know, to get to go like hang and drive and go yeah. out of town and do a show. Like I always like the opportunities to go with somebody else to like even to like a mic or something. Yeah. Because it's just it's you're not by yourself. Yeah. You know, like the going home part. Uh, by yourself sometimes like if the show doesn't go like well or it could, it could be a little you know you could it could be a little quiet yeah <laughs> it could be a little quiet and so it's nice to have the you and yeah, your disappointment nice <laughs> or you're just listening back to yourself by yourself and you're like oh. 
I think the other yeah, I, uh, really nice thing is just, and this is something I learned because I had a, um, these last couple of weeks, I was having like a bombing streak and I was just feeling miserable. But the other thing I wasn't doing was I wasn't sitting and talking to other comedians afterwards. Like I, I have two jobs, so I just kind of like rush in and out sometimes. But mm-hmm. I sat and I talked to, uh, I was at uh, Dave Coker's show in Concord for Epidemic Ales and I ate oh, nice. poop. <laughs> and I, uh, I was miserable, and I was talking to John Gab afterwards. I was, talking to, I was talking to John Gab and Jordan Kirshner, and I was like, hey, do you guys ever get to this point where you're in, like, a bombing streak? And then Jordan was like, yes, and John was like, never. <laughs> of course. Great. Yeah. John, John will never. <laughs> He's like, I've never bombed. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh. That, yeah, that that sounds familiar. Yeah, but he he gave it like a lot of really good uh, advice, and uh, it was very very kind of him. We talked a lot about comedy and just uh, keeping at it even when you don't want to. So that was uh, that was really nice. That was good for my um, self esteem a little bit. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's nice to like shoot the shit with with some people afterwards yeah. sometimes, and I'm just be like, oh yeah, it's not it's not that bad. Yeah, the fact that we're I still mean, doing it that's the hard part, you know. Doing good. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, like that's the that's the fun part, right? Like, I was listening to I was listening to Chris Stefano on Joe Rogan this week, and he was talking about this moment he had with with John Travolta. Actually, he was like doing Letterman or something, and John Travolta was the guest. <laughs> and I guess he like said something to him afterwards, and I was like, it was kind of cool to hear because it was like he said. Like, uh, it was like when it's like Chris was really nervous and he told him like, everything's done. Like it's already been done. And he was just talking about like all the work, you know, and everything and that you put into stuff. Like it's at work, like leading up to the moment, like right before the moment that you do that sort of thing or whatever, like performing or doing the thing that you like have been practicing for, or, like and preparing for. Like it was like, that's the, that's like the enjoyment part of it. Like that was a cool, like, like kind of like what we're saying. Like, it's like, that's the cool uh, part of it is like when it works and when it goes well, it's like that, like that's the, like the, like the cherry on top. Like it's just, um, it's like everything's already been done. Like uh, you're just like living it out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I was listening to that and I was like, yeah, dude, like that's totally it. Like when you just prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and then like the moment finally comes and you feel like you've been, you know, you feel like you've been leading up to this whole thing. It's like, if you don't just enjoy it, then it's it goes by. And then you feel like, oh fuck, I. That's I think that's when you like let yourself down. So you're like you're not able to like fully, you know, just like be in that moment, yeah. and then it passes, and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get to, I didn't do the, and you know, you kind of like, oh shit, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, you know, I think um, me, Dave, and I talked about this once with like sobriety and comedy. Like one of the coolest things about comedy and stand up is that it is the ultimate being present moment. You know, like it is the ultimate, like you are here, you are in, mm-hmm. in this very second on stage in front of these people. I mean, like you can, you can, I don't know. I, I know some comics that can like drink or smoke beforehand and still do a good job. I personally cannot. <laughs> if I'm not like, if I smoke just a hit, of weed before a uh a set i'm just like i'm not as sharp i can feel it you know um 
but with uh, being sober, it's just like you are forced to just feel all those feelings and then forced to realize that it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I think on the flip side of that, too, is once you start to do that more often, yeah. like you can access like that, the com- like the like the comfort of like the realization of that. And then you're like kind of um, you can like play with people that aren't. It's almost like you have like it's almost like a like kind of like a superpower or something like you can like play with people that like aren't able to that aren't accessing that yet they feel they're like look at you like you're a crazy person yes. or like on stage sometimes and you're like no I'm just you're like I'm just I'm just here right now <laughs> like and like I'm like you look like we sound like that guy you know that guy in those videos on on YouTube or I'm sure you've seen this like he dances and I think he's in New York or something. He dances on the street and he just like has crazy hair and beard. And he just talks about that all the time. Just talks about like the now he's just like, and he looks around and he's like now, and he just like keeps saying it. And everybody's like, and I've shown people that video and they're like, this guy's fucking crazy. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like there's kind of something here. Like it, and (laughs) he has a point. Like, I know it's a, I know it's a little extreme, but he's trying to get you to like, realize like, just, you know, like how, how cool like the present is and like the the accessing of accessing it and and stuff like like through comedy or through meditation or through like whatever you know yeah um yeah like i i feel like i try to do that for like observation like for like material and stuff i try to pay attention a lot to other people or like what's happening like i'll just go to like I like to go to Chili's sometimes <laughs> or Applebee's and just sit at the bar. And just get terrible there, there'll be food. Like a, <laughs> there'll be a group of people that. that I, there'll be a group of people that are just like way too interesting. And I just, I, I'll sit there and just like try to hit, like, I'm just waiting for something. I'm like, come on, like you guys, like I, these, the other day there was, these, there were these two guys and one was like texting back and forth with this woman. And he, the guy was like his kind of like his wingman yeah, right like, like he's like yeah he's like yeah like <laughs> his counsel yeah he's like sitting there yeah they're reviewing the <laughs> they're reviewing the deposition no like he he has like a phone and he's like um they're like texting back and forth and just the the way that they were like coming up with what to say and then like like not seeing her responses but like seeing them react it was it was like better than watching the game that was on at the Chili's. Like I was just like, and they kept cut, how could that be? They caught me kind of paying attention to them, and I looked down and I was like, oh shit! Like, and I was just eating, and they're like, what's up, man? I'm like, oh nothing, sorry. Like, I just kept eating and waited for them to go back to texting so I could keep like just. Listening like, to them? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's so funny. They totally caught me just like looking at them. Like I looked up and I was just, I was just totally staring. <laughs> I was fully invested. Because <laughs> the guys, I was even taking notes on my phone. The guys' responses were the best. <laughs> oh my God. I have to play, I have to show you one of them. Chilies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's talking to the guy. He's like, yeah, I remember. Of course you're the one for me. I took her to the first rodeo, fool. Yeah, but I was right by the gates. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then he goes, you know what it is? It's because Vince is easy dog. That's what it is. Vince is like this other guy that she's seen, I think. Okay. And then he tells he tells the second guy, he goes, because when I got in my truck, she got in Vince's and she was looking at me right in my eyes, fool. <laughs> and look at her now. No respect. <laughs> no respect at the rodeo. Who'd have thought? <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is not real. So funny. Oh. Uh, I just couldn't I've been trying to think of like how to incorporate that cuz there's just so many like there's so many things that happen out in like I I I don't know. I I'm just sensitive to people doing things out of the norm. Oh, no, I get you. Uh I yeah. I'm a uh, um, bouncer at a gay bar on the weekend. <laughs> also, in fact, now that's why I wake up so late on the weekend. But uh Okay. Last night we got in so much stories. trouble. <laughs> What happened? Me and my bartender, we were sitting, and there were these two women um, that were on the dance floor. We couldn't hear anything, you know, because it was, it was super loud. It was dance night. Um, but, like, my buddy, she uh, works for, like, a self-defense kind of class. And she's, you know, she studied body language, t- tone of voice, all that stuff. <laughs> and these two women were on the uh, dance floor just talking to each other. And she comes up to me, and she's like, dude, that lady's pissed. And I was like, how could you tell? And she's like, her arms are like this. <laughs> that means it's defensive. And then, like, she was just like, ba ba ba. And there was a moment in the conversation where she went from this to this, because this is conversation hand, apparently. Ooh. This means I'm listening to you, but if you cross me, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> this is like, I'm t- I'm trying to tell you yeah. some shit, but also I, I, I got you. Right, but, like, I will fucking smack to... the shit out of you if you turn me. But I guess there was a couple moments where they saw us looking and talking because they didn't tip us anything. Oh, no. <laughs> so, whoops. That's... <laughs> Uh, that's got a, oh man. <laughs> I, I do, uh, I have this one story that I really would like to turn into a joke, but I have no idea how at the moment. Um, the other night we had, uh, I was working door and, um, we have this regular who's like a middle-aged lady and, uh, she came in with a bunch of other middle-aged ladies and she was like, it's my birthday. And I was like, happy birthday. And, uh, they go in and they're, they're drinking and, um, one of her friends is, just like she i didn't realize how drunk she was she came in and she was holding fine and then she had one drink and was just like swerving and like she kept going up to people oh, no. and being like i'm gonna fucking fight you <laughs> like random patrons so the random patrons kept coming up to me and she's like this woman just says she's gonna fight me and i was like what? <laughs> so, what? Yeah. <laughs> we need a we need a deal with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's just going around to people being like, I'm gonna kick your ass and they're just like, Why? <laughs> and it's just really, really random because it's a you know at our little gay bar, we don't really have a lot of confrontation usually. Um, yeah, I was, was going to say it doesn't sound. No. I mean, I wasn't going to say like I wasn't going to bring this up, but I was like, if if Maddie's the bouncer, <laughs> I feel like it's not. It's not like a very. I'm so tough. Like... <laughs> no, I know, but I was. <laughs> I'm not tough. I'm, I'm just shrill. I'm like, leave. <laughs> yeah. Nothing against, I was just like, you know, uh, the norm, like the stereotypical bouncer at a bar. It's just. Well, there was a moment where she kept taking off her shoes and the other uh, security person kept coming up to her and being like, man, you have to put your shoes back on. And she was like, no. And uh, she kept telling people she was going to like throw her stilettos at them. And uh, finally, the bartender came up to her and was just like, look, you have two options. Either you leave or we call the cops. And she was like, call the cops. I don't care. And she was like, great. 
So she wow. goes outside and the woman goes outside. My poor bartender told me about this later. She was like, I had to describe her to the cops in front of her. So, like, <laughs> so they were like, can you describe the, the perpetrator? And she was like, uh, older white woman, not a real blonde. <laughs> and this woman Damn. was just like evil eye at her. But like the best part of the night though is, you know, she comes back in, she's, she's, like causing havoc the other uh regular is just like i can't believe she's doing this This is my birthday it's my birthday and the cops come in and we had this we have this one um dj who whenever she does last call she plays this one song uh and i always forget what it's called but it's like so that was playing and then the cops came in and they were like pulling her out to that song it's like, I'm going to say it wrong. It's like girl of empanada. I always say empanada, and that's not right. <laughs> I think I know. Girl from I am. Trying to find it right now. Amy Winehouse has a version. The girl from Empanama? Empanema? Yeah. For some reason, I was going to say Bossa Nova, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> that's a different song. It's a little raunchier. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel like it's similar to this, but <laughs> sometimes I say things and I'm just like, yeah, that's not, that's not what that is. That's not. That's the weed. I, I realize it immediately. <laughs> that's the weed. I know because I do that too. <laughs> 100% the weed. Like, yeah, I, uh <laughs> Like, uh, I was just telling somebody today about, like, one of the first thoughts I had when I smoked weed. And, like, when I look back on it, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. Like, I could have, like, I, <laughs> one of the first times I smoked weed, I looked a friend in right in his eyes and I said, dude, I feel like music is, like, all in outer space. And when people play instruments, they're, like, pulling it into the earth. That's deep. And my friend looked at me and was like... <laughs> You're an idiot. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was it's funny because when you like when you i think one of those couple like when you first start smoking weed you don't realize like you feel like the shit you're saying is so like you can't like, you have to be able to tap into like the humor of smoking weed because you it's like you can't take yourself seriously because you're just gonna like you're high yeah. like it's like people don't <laughs> sometimes people don't realize that they're fucking high and they say shit and you're like what? No. Hey. I, I have I have ADHD. I don't know if uh are you regular? What are you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I feel I learned recently I don't, yeah. that I feel like uh, with, with weed and ADHD it's very <laughs> What are you? Are you right? <laughs> are you unleaded? Are you are you <laughs> <laughs> Are you a normie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't discriminate. <laughs> yeah. Look at you typical over there, you fucking, what the, no, I don't know. I feel like there's, I need to, I actually was thinking, my mom just got diagnosed with ADHD, like, so I was, she's been talking to me about it, I'm like, I don't know, I might go see, just for, just to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot yeah. of stuff got cleared up to me when I, when I started researching it, for sure. I still haven't, like, mastered how to deal with it, but, um, 
Yeah, there is a lot of stuff that's explained. I mean, with with weed too, it's like if I'm smoking too much, I'll I will ramble and my my points don't really connect. <laughs> And then I'll be really passionate about it. And my poor friends will be trying to listen and be like, what is she talking about? But you feel, you feel like you're making so like, I feel like you're making so much so sense. sense. Like, like, what? <laughs> like, I told my friends one time that I could figure the debt out. <laughs> like, like I was like, yeah, the national debt, dude, that's easy. Like, what is it? Like, I was like, why are people, why are people like, why is this so hard for people to understand? And like, they were just laughing at me, like, shut up. Some white male confidence. It... <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Like, like I just like, uh, it's just, yeah, you have to have somebody to point it out to you. Otherwise you'll just go out into the world like that. Like it's, it's nice to have friends that are just like, Hey dude, like, you need to chill. <laughs> like Good friends. And you also have to be receptive to that, yeah, I think. Definitely. Um like I think that's helped me like be like as I've learned to be more receptive to stuff like that with friends. I've actually been like, "Oh yeah, that was something that I was doing that was like really kind of dumb." Yeah. Like, I, 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 I definitely had over this last year, I had to like take a hard look at myself and be like, "Okay. <laughs> I guess I was being ridiculous." <laughs> But it's nice. It's nice yeah. after you get past that like ego point of just being like, it's not me, it's them. But then it's just like, oh, it is me. And then it's just like not hating yourself as much from it. It's just kind of be like, oh, okay, I'll listen and then move on. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like, oh, it's me, but I can be better. Right. And I can change the opinion or something. It's not the end that. of the world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's annoying when that's like a first impression sometimes. Does that happen to you? That's like so just you're like, "Oh, really? That that like that's what you that's what you get to walk away from? Like that's like if I never see you again, that's what you're going to have?" Like that's that's cool. Like <laughs> super duper. It's like I mean, but like everyone, every single person you meet in your lifetime is going to have a different um opinion of you than the next person. That's like I, and uh that's the one thing i was learning this year is that at the end of the day the number one person that knows you is you you know like there's this uh mm-hmm. for a long time in my life i was just like i just want a relationship i just want to be with that person i just want to um be uh close to someone who's always got me but then it was just like oh shit i should get me <laughs> i should be yeah. that person for me oh i get it <laughs> yeah like <laughs> Yeah, if I just, if I just, yeah, the people, I, a lot of the, a lot of stuff on TikTok recently, I think my algorithm's been, cha- like, showing me stuff. It's, like, uh, just, like, relationship stuff. I've been given these videos, and it's, like, it's funny to watch people post something and think that they're, like, think they're in the right, and then somebody stitches it, and it, and it, and it's just clearly like I'm like oh yeah like that's what I thought too is that this person's just ridiculous and then it's just they get like the their page just gets like so many people like it's kind of I feel like you can get checked by the world <laughs> these like it's kind of a, isn't that a weird thing now to have? I haven't gotten a TikTok yet and every time I'm like talking to a friend who loves TikTok and I was like I think I should get it and they're like don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, like you'll just like I mean, end up scrolling for hours, and I'm like, I'm already doing that on Instagram. It's kind of wild that you can just next video, next video, 
But, the, but to your point and too, you it's just, just like when somebody like stitches something in and they give some psychological point to their opinion, it's still just their opinion. And that's, that's the hard yeah. point to remember. Cause like, I remember learning about love languages and being like, Oh, this makes so much sense. You know, gift giving uh, words of affirmation, da da da. And then I saw a video about how the original person for love languages was like super racist and like hated Jewish people and like hated women. And it was just like, Oh, <laughs> you know? like it's, Despite the fact it makes sense, there's still, like, uh, there's a yang to the yin, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like when people say separating the separating the art from the artist. Yeah. When people say that term. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a similar thing. Like You get your, you, you take out what you want to learn from it and just roll with it. Kind of like critiques. Mm-hmm. I went to art school for a number of years and... Um, you know, you, you present, it's kind of like stand up where you like, you work really hard on something and then you, you put it on the wall in front of your class or a group of people and you're like, here it is. What do you think? And then they just like go through the, the things they like and they don't like. And the dislike. sometimes you'll get a class. that's just like, well, I hate all of this. And they'll just like, uh, be like, oh, your use of shading's terrible. The compositions got awful. What were you even thinking? You know, like it, it's very just like, uh, um, well, this hurts my feelings, but also maybe I should try harder on shading. You know, it's it's one of those things where you just take what you want to get out of it. Yeah, like you have to evaluate their opinion and if it's if like the value of their opinion, I guess, to what you're doing. Because, yeah, you can't let the can't let someone's critique just like take over your whole. The nice thing is when like you can become an artist and present something like really ridiculous that you don't care about there's this one story i always hear about whenever i went to art school um and you have to forgive me i forgot his name but he was like this this one artist he was really really good everybody all the all the galleries wanted his work he was very popular and one day he decided to do a statue and it was literally just a urinal on a pedestal like like just just upside down urinal and he was like boom and everyone was just like it's a toilet like what, what this is stupid but then uh, because he's the one that made it everyone was just like no but i want it so like everyone was bidding for it he was mm-hmm. just like Hee-hee. and um one day uh it was it was super controversial because some people were like oh this is this is fine art and then other people were like it's a toilet like what don't give this man money yeah. and um what happened to it was it ended up being broken um like some gallery person got a hold of it and was just like bah, bah. But that guy was very just uh, confident in his urinal, and I really respect that. Marcel. No, that's not it. Wait, is it? What? I looked it up to see if I could find what you're talking about. I think it was this guy. It says it's Marcel Duchamp. Yeah, that sounds right. a, A name. Changed art forever. With his urinal. Mm hmm. It sounds like this is like the first NFT. That's what I'm I'm hearing. If you think about it, you know, like he was just assigning, assigning value to something essentially. Like he, like he became so prolific that, and I feel like that's a trend that you see with like everything, right? Like, uh, I feel like Kanye West embodies this man. Oh yeah. Easily. Like, (laughs) Uh, I feel like you do reach that point where it's like you're so like everybody around you is saying yes, no one's saying no. Like that's how that's how like Metallica had the load and reload albums, and Saint Anger and all this. Like it's like there's so many different things, like like that in 
in like art and culture where it's like oh this is just no one saying no yeah i mean if you get big enough and you have enough fans it's just like they'll they'll take anything really like did you see i saw this like post about uh balenciaga's like most recent show and everybody was wearing like spandex like masks with like just the eyes and mouth cut Mm -hmm. out and all the and it was it was just it was like it felt like that a little bit felt like what is this just for it's just because no it's just because nobody's you know nobody's being like hey this is ridiculous (laughs) no one's stopping them and being like why i think it was like the spandex like the the like bdsm Mm. and like the the suits you know that cover your whole body i think it was that i think that's what they were wearing underneath all the like baggy because that's their whole thing right now is like super baggy well we are coming up to Uh, pride month (laughs) viva la bdsm Mm -hmm. um this is interesting this upside down (laughs) glad i could educate you a little bit on fine art history i'm just like yeah that was because it's i mean there's like that's like the duct tape banana to the wall like i feel like it's have you seen that? No, it's fine. There was a banana duct taped on a wall. Uh, I felt like this is a similar... Duct tape banana. Yeah, it sold for... $150,000. Mm-hmm. There was a point in my life where I got really into um, realism portraits... And I, I was just like, I just want to draw as real as humanly possible. I just want to make a picture that looks like a photograph. Oh, my God. And I got to a point where I was really, really close. And um, it sold for $30. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there you go. art is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's like... There's... Like some of it, I f- some of like this, like especially with like uh, TikTok and stuff nowadays. There's like trends, like the something that I see that's really trendy is like the spiral painting, like where they'll like get like a like a screw gun and put like a canvas onto it and then just like pour paint on it and mm. then like spin it. Oh, and, like, the canvas. But there's like so many. Like I wonder how. Like, when does, like, speaking of assigning value to stuff, like, when does that, like, when does the value of that go, like, I feel like it starts to go down as, the, like, the more people do that type of art, like, they, and they, so, like, this just becomes this huge supply of all this stuff, like, stuff, you know, it's like, oh, it's very, like, I can go create this, you know, and, like, I can go buy this stuff and, you know, it, it just, like, I wonder where the the value kind of shifts. It's like the first, like, is duct taping a banana on the wall too that's like i feel like i could do that eventually that banana goes bad right <laughs> yeah but so it's like it's yeah it's very interesting it's very like you have to be like allowed to have like you have to somehow assign value in a different way to be able to get away with something honestly like that. there was that point know. in time where um melted crayon drawings were like the big thing <laughs> what <laughs> what He's not a fan of melted crayons. I hate fine art. <laughs> Do you want to get on the podcast? What's your opinion? What's yeah? What's your opinion on fine art? 
and bananas and what? No. <laughs> I don't train him. This is my fault. I've done all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he just looks at me yeah. and stares all day long. <laughs> the audacity. He doesn't bark either. Anytime he barks, it's because I'm messing with him too much. And it's so random because he doesn't bark. It's super fucking loud. And I never expect it. Mm. Like the other day I was napping and he kept wanting to go outside. I could be like, no. <laughs> Stop knocking shit over. <laughs> This is what he does. He's passive aggressive and he just knocks things over and then looks at me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Stop it. I don't know. (laughs) Do you have pets? I do not. Um, I I have plants. Oh, what plants do you have? (laughs) <laughs> uh so i have uh i have like this type of bamboo that somebody a roommate left at the house that i've just like kept alive and then i have a spider plant and i have I a uh my friend gave me like a small one and i like hung it and now it's just like huge and has a bunch of little like starts at the bottom Ooh. and then i put one of those in a pot so i have a couple of them now nice and then i have like a i think it's a pothos oh i love pothos i have one that is like it's it's, i don't know it only has one arm i guess of one vine and i want it to have multiple Mm -hmm. but it's like nah and i'm like all right you could take like a i think you could take a cut probably and and then start it you know Uh and then maybe i would i would try to do that plant it in the same uh pot oh i think i I have a new I have a couple new little ones starting up at the at the bottom too. I'm kinda of stoked. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, that's exciting. Go little dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give you I have this um have this uh sorry, I put <laughs> I have this hamburger hat I put on him when I'm mad at him. <laughs> that is like a that is such a funny <laughs> Oh my god! Really good for me. Um, <laughs> I have this um, mother of millions. You can kind of see oh, right yeah. there, and she just nice. uh, she just keeps pooping out babies. That's her thing. So I've got a million babies. If you ever want one, hell yeah! <laughs> They're super cool. They're viney. It's just um, like she doesn't stop. <laughs> she just keeps making babies. I was going to say, it looks like you have some pretty good stakes in there for... Yeah, she's super heavy. I don't think it's supposed to be that big, but I was like, I want it to keep growing. And the internet's like, you should cut it. And I'm like, no! So I guess we're going to see what that turns out to be. Hell yeah. I also... Yeah, I haven't... Oh, Oh, no, you're good. I'm trying to grow food, which is really exciting. But um, I also can't cook. So there's... (laughs) There's like a little... (laughs) Uh... Have you like, have you tried uh, like something I like to do sometimes is um, look up like a recipe like every night of the week like a different one. Oh, smart! And I'll try to like I'll I'll just like try to like find something that I haven't had or made before, 
and try to and try to like do that and figure it out and like because i i feel like i'm decent at cooking food only because i worked in restaurants for a bit and like you i was like oh you kind of have to get good at this or you're just not gonna (laughs) you just won't work there and uh but yeah like i uh i made a risotto the other night and i was like yo i was like dude i'm about to make risotto more often because this shit is fire it's it was so good i was like how did i was like i didn't know this is you could just I think you could just do this. <laughs> I didn't know like, I had just the skill. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I yeah, I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to, like, lock this in and, like, do this a couple times. Because it's, yeah, I feel like you have to, like, it's like a, it's like a, anything else, you know, like, it's almost like doing a bit. Like, you have to, like, you have to feel like you have to do it, like, a, several times before you can, like, really say, like, oh, I can make this or oh, I can do that kind of thing you know i got really into uh smoothies for a second because um i couldn't burn myself (laughs) like i was looking i have this like i think it's mostly gone i have this like scar on my finger and it is literally from trying to reheat turkey in the oven (laughs) what did you touch the open the door did you (laughs) they're handed baby Uh, uh. It was pre-made turkey from a Thanksgiving high or not high um, whatever our store is, Lucky's, Safeway, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I was literally just putting this already made turkey just to heat it up. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Uh, I've I've seen. Oh man, I saw a guy like I, like this guy I worked with. He like lost. Lost most of the feeling in his fingers, Aww. I think, from just having to touch hot shit, like, all the yeah. time. And I used to watch him just grab pans right out of the oven at work, barehanded, like, with the glove, and just put it on the... And he would just do it. And, like, I'm like, I'm like what the hell? Because I would go to touch it, and I'd be like, dude, <laughs> like, how do you grab that? And You like, have other layers of skin. Do you just not care about those? <laughs> Yeah, like we put like bowls, like ceramic bowls up in like the heater for like French onion soup to like melt the cheese and the bowl would get hot as shit and he would just go in there like and put it on the plate. And I'd be like, dude, you're so like, I, I was like, also, that's not good. Like, I don't think that's good that you're not, you're supposed to be able to tell when stuff is too yeah, hot for your for danger stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like I had this, well, I read this one story about this man that got struck by lightning and uh, he lived, but the only thing he lost was all of his sense of, like, temperature control, I guess. So, like, he could, like, his big thing was that he could uh, go out in snowstorms and just, like, shovel the snow in, like, shorts and a t-shirt and not feel it. Whoa. And I was like, but what about, like, hypothermia? <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't you want socks yeah, for that? That's... I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. Like, you're, yeah, you jump into water, you're like, oh, this water feels fine. And then all of a sudden you're... Blue. You're just uh, you're just stuck. <laughs> like, you're just blue and stuck. Yeah. You're like the end of the shining. <laughs> you look like uh what's that every time I think of blue person I think of uh castaway when he like finds oh, yeah. the guy. That movie is I watched that like a, a couple months ago and I was like, damn, I forgot how good this movie is. But also it's like so it's just so sad. Like the ending of it isn't like it's like cool, yeah. He delivered the 
the FedEx package to the person that he, you know, he held on to it and made sure that it, but it's also like, like, I don't think FedEx gave him like a, like back pay for like holding it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know like I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like his, his, like his wife has like a new husband and he, it's like super, it's like sad as fuck. You're like, damn, Tom Hanks just like, why did you like survive? What was, was it worth it? And he, and then he, he's like, yeah, it was worth it, dude. I got this guy, like this FedEx package, this person that probably got reimbursed because they probably didn't get the package like a week after and probably reached out to FedEx and they like, they were like, oh yeah, you're the plane crashed. And so your package didn't quite make it. Cause I think it's in the ocean. So here's a <laughs> refund. Also, they told me it. They told me a a plane like over the ocean and like yeah and you're just like yeah I I was on the plane and and I, I this is the I found your package and I was on an island for four years and you're like what it's, like, yeah, it's I, just a package of something useless from Amazon I'm like you didn't open it you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> it turns out to be like a first like, aid kit. <laughs> Yeah, like I love movies when they try to spin the message. Like it's like the dedication, the fuck. It's like no, like, <laughs> they, that's not something you should be te- like. That's not what people should be taking away from Castaway. Is like, yeah, I guess if you just like, you know, the only thing in life worth really living for is your job. Like that's what it's trying to tell you. <laughs> like, it is nice having like types of movies that like don't actually like have to have a meaning, you know. I was um mm-hmm. I was showing my buddy this movie. It's like one of my favorite movies. Have you heard of it? It's called a uh, Fido. No. It is a it's a zombie movie and it's Fido. um but it's like 1950s and it's like campy and um what it is is okay. like this like it's almost like a 1950s town that got struck by um zombie apocalypse but they built it's like a, a wall around it so life has not changed within the wall but there is a zombie apocalypse outside of it. And they've um, created science to um, turn the uh, zombies in their town into just like servants. Oh, and then um, a little boy uh, becomes really good friends with his zombie who he names Fido. And uh, there really is no meaning <laughs> to this movie. Like Fido ends up killing a bunch of people. <laughs> and, like <laughs> the little boy is just trying to be with his best friend Fido. Uh this- this feels like Sling Blade. I don't know Sling Blade. Oh, Sling Oh, Sling Blade is Billy Bob Thornton. Oh. <laughs> and uh he's like he's like fucked up. He's like, like he was in like a they release him out of like an asylum because I think he killed somebody or like and then he becomes friends with a younger uh like boy and then like the kind of like lives with this like fan like the boy like takes him they like tells the boy stories and like the mom doesn't really want him hanging out but the the dad in the movie is like kind of this abusive like father type just like the the trope that like billy bob thornton grew up Uh, in and so he sees like the the pain in the kid and then he like ends up killing the um the dad i think and then goes back to the but it's like a similar thing it's like i don't like i feel like it's like the fido is kind of like sling like billy bob thornton's character and they're like they're like this kind of like a zombie is kind of like i feel like it's similar you know that's that's interesting though like this is well, this came out in this came out in 2000 2006 it says i'll have to i'll have to check this out the the pit the the 
poster looks cool. It's like this, it's a goofy movie. I'll give you. I'll he's give wearing it like a he's he's wearing like a looks like the jumpsuit from the janitor. Yeah, the, all the zombies have to wear these jumpsuits to signify that they're dead people. <laughs> like because it, it could like it would wear a lot of makeup, convinced that you're not a. Yeah, the blood not running down person. your face. <laughs> this is the scene. There's this scene where Fido, uh, I think he ends up um, killing a lady, and then the little boy is just like, oh man, come on! And he's like walking him home, and uh, uh, I don't, he's trying to wipe off the blood on his zombie, but it gets all over him. And this man comes up, and he's just like, hey, it uh, looks like uh, your zombie's got a lot of blood on him. And he's just like, yeah. And he's just like, well, what happened? And he's like, I put it there. And he's like, you put why and he was just like i had a nosebleed and i wiped it off <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> it's just it's good i i butchered it but it's good it's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of he had the dudes like that's a lot of blood <laughs> a nosebleed. Uh, i wiped it on him <laughs> i did i don't know it was it was just yeah just... like <laughs> I actually just yeah I was just I was just spraying it like I was not rocketing it on him gotta get it all out better out than in that's a great feeling the just the good old fashion just when you have a really stuffy just clearing nose. out your sinuses oh it's the it's the best I have a like, I have a crooked nose and so I can only really breathe out of one side of it so like whenever I'm like stuffed up it is the the pits <laughs> just terrible like if it's the side that you breathe yes out of, and like, then i have to like shoot serious? it out <laughs> especially in the shower you're just like ah! <laughs> and it's like all over your face yeah. and you're like ah! <laughs> it's like i need to breathe <laughs> like this isn't the sexy fantasy i wanted but <laughs> it works for me right now <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hate uh, like I something I like like realized when I grew out and like had a must like when you blow your nose when you have a mustache yeah. like you really got to make sure that you the tissue is like under you have to create like this little like catch because it just gets all oh. it's it's disgusting <laughs> it's like I hate when something gets in my mouth like everything I drink like I I like having facial hair. Because I just look, I think I look better than like with clean shave. I but like man, I hate when stuff gets in it. Because then you're just like, you can just smell. Yeah, at least you take care of it though. I'm from the Midwest, where like, and you know, beards and and facial hair are really popular. But like, you get these men that just do not take care of it, and they're just like, like I knew this one guy who was super proud of his beard, and it, it was lengthy. Don't get me wrong, but he like didn't condition it. He didn't clean it. It looked like a bird's nest, and it was just, it was just heinous <laughs> smell disgusting yes yeah but it's funny because it's like I've, I've i've brought up this point before i don't know if you agree but um do you know what contouring is like um and makeup maybe is it like, like uh like using it's... using like you kind of use yeah, I use like, like... A, I didn't blend well, but it's like it's like this. Uh, it's like a dark brown pot powder, or like a darker uh, shade than your skin, and you use it to cut out your cheekbones and stuff. 
and uh kind of like give your face like a shape yeah if you wanted to look like like i use the dark powder down here so i can like blend in my other chin <laughs> but like i feel like guys do that with beards you know i think that beards are just a natural oh, contouring you know yeah like i keep like this this like line right yeah here. you're doing that shit like hair bone. hair grows like all of, hair grows like up to here but i don't let it because it's kind of patchy oh i get you and so I kind of shave this and then also too, yeah, like I have, you can kind of see, I try to keep, same thing. I try to keep like a up to here. So <laughs> yeah. you can kind of see my job. It's, it's to make your more. like yeah. chin more defined and your cheekbones mm-hmm. like sharper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just use the, we use the hair, I guess. Yeah. Like the, and like, we're like cutting these angles. Yes. They actually have like combs that you can buy that are perfectly shaped like that and you can hold the comb up and then you can just kind of like trim along the comb that's a little too much for me Uh, i'm not trying to look like a i'm not trying to look geometric oh i get you yeah i don't don't need to lie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm like i just i'll eyeball it you know it's like okay like because i if you keep the i guess the nice thing is yeah if you keep like those lines shaved like you can see where the new hair is always you know so you can kind of just go in but I try to keep my mustache under control. I hate my mustache because it's like, if I could grow your mustache, I'd be a lot happier, you know? But right now, I have this mustache just, like, <laughs> grows on the other parts of my mouth. And I look like a teenage boy. And it's just so miserable. I guess, yeah. I guess you got to go big or go home. Yes, that's you know? The, that's the... <laughs> Nobody wants... <laughs> that's what you're trying to say. Nobody like, wants an... Un- I'm going to grow a mustache. I want to grow a fucking mustache. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to bring any, like... I don't know. Plus, it'll just like grow in and then bring more like attention to my nose. <laughs> mm. I just don't need that. Yeah, I try to. I try to keep it like I notice like up here grows a little more, mm. and I'll get like it long right here, and it starts to look like whiskers. Oh, weird! And I'm like, oh, I don't want that because <laughs> then you start to look like you have whiskers, and it's like Ugh. I'm not there yet. But, <laughs> like an old man that was yeah, in the making moonshine and i actually <laughs> get my like, children what i don't like is i sometimes get hairs on my freaking nose mm. that i can see and i'm like dude are you serious <laughs> like i'll have to like tweeze them and i'm like what is this why am i getting it like am i getting hair on my freaking nose I hit like, 20... and when i get old am i just gonna have like a freaking am i gonna have a nose goatee like, what is this? <laughs> i mean it's a look if you're trying to um, be iconic, <laughs> just go bushy brows, let the nose grow out, just fucking go full. Like <laughs> my whole face is hairy. <laughs> shit. I mean, I'd recognize you a lot quicker. It's true. I uh, what did I say? Oh, I hit 27, and I got nose hairs like crazy, and I was like, nobody told me this was gonna happen. Yeah, nobody tells you or repairs you. For no, that. I guess because it's unattractive, but it's just like, boy, that would have been a lot handier. Because like for years, I was just like picking at my nose, like, why does this itch so much? And then I looked in it one day, and I was like, oh, there's a forest that was not there before. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll like sit there sometimes. And I'm just like, I hope I always look because I'm like, dude, if I forget, and I go out in public, and there's just a black hair like right here. <laughs> ruined I, I won't be able to function if somebody points it out i just have to go home like, <laughs> i'm just like over. Like, i'm gone i'm leaving work today i they're like well somebody noticed i just can't ha- i can't handle it no. now. like there's people other people are gonna point it out i'm done <laughs> i have this uh 
his hair? I have this hair on my arm. It's one hair. It grows out of one freckle, and it doesn't stop growing. And I won't like, I won't like realize it. And then like, I'll look at it one day, and it'll be like, <laughs> it's just like no, no. <laughs> yeah, what is that about? Yeah, I have like this mole right mm-hmm. here. I just get, I just get gnarly hairs coming out of it. I don't know. It's something like... magic about that. Yeah, like, why are the hair follicles in that part of the skin just, like, are they, is it just the mole? They're yeah. like, oh, it's like, they're living off the mole. Like, we are fucking jacked. Like, it's gotta get fed. It's gotta, it's gotta yeah. be as long as it's possible like, yo, to protect dude. that one spot of skin. Looks at the other hairs on, like, the non-pat mole patch. It's like, put the fucking lizard. Like. Time to shine. Yeah. And they get, like, they get plucked and all the, yeah, I just... Yeah, I'll sit there and pick them. Like I like it's a bad habit that I have. I'll just sit and like pull them out when I'm like bored. And I know like I've had somebody look over and watch me do it once, and I was like, oh, that's not you can't do that in public. Like <laughs> just pulling my mole hairs that's out. That's the like, most embarrassing shit you've ever been caught doing. I'll go first. Oh man, I was at this. I was at my girl's college. And we had donuts, and I was like, hooray, donuts! And it was like a chocolate-covered type guy. And I was walking down the stairs with my donut real happy, and it fell out of my hand and landed on the ground face down. And I was just like, well, I really want this donut. So I I ate it, and I looked over, and these girls were just staring at me. I've done done similar I'm I'm ready to admit I have a problem. Most embarrassing shit. Um, I mean, I have like stuff like that. The one that sticks out in my head, I like in eighth grade, there was like a Guitar Hero competition thing and school, like for an assembly. And they picked me to represent like the ninth grader, or the, I think it was ninth grade. Yeah, they picked me to represent the ninth. Were graders. you good at Guitar Hero, or did you just look was... like you were good at Guitar Hero? I was pretty good, okay. but I was I was hyping myself up a little too much. Okay. Like I I was like really I was really excited, so I was just like, you know, really just talking about it, and people were kind of like, started. I think they were starting to be like, now they I want to see me lose, and I did lose, and losing in front of everybody after like just talking talking myself up little, like it was like the first time i had experienced something like truly like that and having the entire school just like ah! like, at, like at you it was just like i was on the bus like with i brought my own controller to school like the guitar controller to school like and i was like carrying it around and so i had to leave with it and just the just being the like people that I didn't even know at the school, just being like, "Oh, you're the guy that lost," <laughs> like just, oh, oh you're man. the loser. Yeah, you're the loser. Like that, that one was pretty like pretty brutal. Because I went home and was like, I just didn't play it. For oh, long, so was, was like, damn. That's why I don't tell people I do comedy. <laughs> I have like yeah. my uh, my bar. Uh, there's a lot of like performers that work there because it's a um, a drag bar first, and uh, like they all know I do comedy, but I haven't done comedy in front of them. And like, oh my god, they're like, "Tell me when your next show is." And I'm just like, oh, you. <laughs> when I'm good again, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people ask people ask me too at work, and I I'll tell them. And I know that they're not going to go. Oh, my so God, like, right. 
It's like, oh yeah, it's this, or I'll be like, oh yeah, it's it, but it's all the, you know, it's it's in Santa Cruz or it's in San Jose, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not asking you to go, like, I'm, you like, I'm just, you ask me when it is, I'm just like, like I'm just telling you, I. I I don't know. Like, see you later. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just a weird exchange. It is. Like when it's people find like, you have stuff online, and, then... and I'm like, I'm supposed to. But <laughs> when people find out that, yeah, when people find out about this or about comedy, it's always like, yeah, uh, cool. Um, the one time I did tell him, you know, uh, Vinny's in Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were like, "Oh, you got a show close by? Tell us, tell us!" And I was like, "Go oh, to Vinny's and Concord at this date." And every like week leading up to that, they were like, "This date, right?" And I was like, "Yes, this date." Like six different people at my work, and I was like, "Okay, this date." And then I got there, and none of them came. <laughs> and I was like, "Why even uh, ask?" <laughs> yes, why the the why even ask? Yes, like, <laughs> can't you just be uh, like, "Oh, that's so cool of you, congratulations," and just leave it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it's like saying like, oh, dude, like you, you play video games when you get home from work. Whoa, can I watch it? <laughs> Do you stream? Oh, you stream? Sick! I'm gonna be on. Oh like, my god, I can only it's, imagine. I don't. It's gotta be or like, <laughs> like like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's something that you that you yeah, that you don't want. Uh, I think I was talking to somebody about somebody at a show on Wednesday about this. So they made their Instagram private because people at work were like, that started following, found it, mm-hmm. and they were like, immediately they were like, oh, I got to make it private because I don't want them to, to see. And I was like, yeah, I feel, I feel like I, I, I work in like working in cannabis. I feel like it's a little bit more like they're cool with it, kind of, but also. It's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not like trying to broadcast it. Yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be at work. Like, it's tough because like I've got, I've got three social medias, which is like two Instagrams and a Facebook, and I just, it's too much to keep track of, and all of them are public because uh, they all do, they're either art or comedy, and uh, it's super difficult because my family follows all of it, and it's just like, okay, well, my. 12 year old cousin's gonna find out about my vagina jokes <laughs> like, it's, like anytime i want to post a clip i have to like yeah. start it with like sorry grandma because <laughs> it's just like i mm-hmm. i don't know i um they all know i do it I, I don't get to hide it anymore but um at the same time it's just really uncomfortable yeah because it's like it's just sharing it's just it's like so much easier to perform to people that you have that you don't know at yes, all. Yes, you don't and care. Like, you know, you didn't grow up with them. They didn't teach you how to go to the bathroom. Like their opinion of you, you're kind of like, eh, like it's a, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know if that. Cause you listen to other people that uh, I've listened to, like so other comedians on podcasts talk about, like having family at shows, and it seems like that's just kind of like the the no like the the general like opinion is just like it's hard to because you just you don't want them to like you don't want them to like have an opinion of you that's like negative yeah and it's yeah like Like, i think it's it's easier for like in my situation because i've always done art so their opinion of me has been (laughs) so the comedy thing is just like oh well at least you can public speak thank god (laughs) 
she's not just drawing pictures of butts and hoping that the internet catches on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, um, yeah, if you, I would, it would, it would suck to have like a, a your family just hate that you, or like, I couldn't imagine that having that opinion. It's just like they hate that you do it or like, or think really negatively of it. It's gotta be, you have to really want to, I feel like to have to take on that whole opinion of your family, just kind of like looking down and yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to also bring up, um, have you seen, do you go to, are you a movie goer? Yeah. Do you watch, do you watch movies? I haven't been good uh, this year, but I'm trying. So I, there's like the I'm excited for the new I'm excited for the new Jurassic Park movie, and also uh, I'm I went and saw the the new Doctor Strange oh. and the the multiverse. How was it? Um, it was cool. It, I like. Do you? I don't know. Sometimes I'm watching a movie and I laugh at parts, and then no one else laughs, Always. and then I'm like. <laughs> I saw the Green Lantern in theaters, the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds. It was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, every little bit of it was just so funny. And I remember laughing with my friends in the back and this man in the front turning around and being like, I'm trying to enjoy the movie. And I was like, sir, we are enjoying the movie. Enjoying it to its fullest potential. (laughs) That movie is hilarious, actually. There's a part, oh my god, the it's also hilariously short. It is so short, like, but that's probably for the best. Like there was, I remember specifically the one part like buried into my mind is when the villain is like talking to a woman in a room and uh, you can just see the bald cap like all down its face and it's very serious. And it's just like, like you can tell they did maybe two takes. <laughs> like it was just. That's the one they had rock and they couldn't do anything yes. about it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that movie is pretty. Uh, like I, I thought Doctor Strange was good. It was just a couple parts where I was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be serious." Oh yeah, and and I was like, "Oh okay." I mean, but yeah, I'm uh, like, <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, the um, what is it? Uh, fucking the new top gun looks cool oh too. nice i'm really stoked on that I, just because it's all i know that top tom cruise is a, a wacky man <laughs> uh but he uh as pete mitchell I, I i gotta go watch it and i what i think is cool is that they like i guess they used like a bunch of cameras like in oh in that's shots. cool and then, like i love camera effects i'm a i have a film bachelor's so i'm a little bit of a film nerd okay. um but my the types of movies I like are probably not uh, what most people enjoy. Like, the last movie I saw in theaters was, um, oh, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The one with Nick Cage stars as Nick Cage. <laughs> okay, I saw previews. It was pretty one. funny. I, I didn't know what to think when I went in, but I had a really good time. It was, it was nice. really ridiculous. Like the next movie I'm probably yeah. going to see is the Bob's Burgers movie because I'm a big old dorky Bob's Burgers fan. Nice. I I heard that it was really really good. Like I I saw online there's like the reviews are are like super positive. Yeah. I 
I watched a little bit of Bob's Burgers. I was always more of like an Archer. Oh yeah, I get Archer that. fan myself. Archer's pretty good. They um, have they have a lot more. Um, like the the humor is is a little different. Like Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. is more like one liners, and Archer is more of like nuanced uh, comedy, I guess. Because like they mm-hmm. do callbacks, they do um, misleads, they do uh, all that good stuff. And it's. Just like the character, like the character, like the personalities of each of the characters too, like are so different. Yeah, I think the fascinating thing as an animation nerd for me, for both Bob's Burgers and Archers, though, is that um, one of my favorite things to do is like watch the most recent episode compared to like the first couple of the the season because the amount of funding they're given is so funny. And what Archer did with that was so good because like they pretty much just. they did different camera angles. They were allowed to do better, um, like, composition within the shots and stuff. But uh, they also just kept the exact same clothes outline and just changed the colors every episode, which I found was very, very funny. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, it's like uh, – what, what's her name? Jesus Lana. Lana. She's always wearing the same, like, like short – like sweater dress yeah thing and then like in the yeah, newest season it's like now it's red now it's blue <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that's how you do that without putting too much work into it i like that yeah bob's burgers this, they just I, got like really good shading <laughs> i love the crossover episode they did too where like archer's in the restaurant and he's bob yes and then he like loses memory loss that like that episode's so good you know uh a funny uh funny dorky fact about that is um i'm gonna mess up his name his name is like simon something he's the um lead animator for bob's burgers now um back in the day he just loved bob's burgers and he was an animator in london and he made a like the it was kind of it wasn't a crossover episode but what he did was he took bits and pieces of um uh, Archer audio and he animated his own Bob's Burgers like little short clip thing and oh, wow. uh, he put it online it got popular Bob's Burgers saw it the director emailed him and was just like this is c- incredible do you want to come work for us and he was like yes and so he um, they flew him to LA he now lives in LA and for the last few years he just keeps like building up um, different positions oh, cool. on the show and now he's a lead that's awesome but I think he was one of the original reasons they did that episode that seems like that would lead to some inspiration yeah. for for that which is yeah that's freaking cool yeah he's great though he's also a really big um rupaul's drag race fan so he'll uh, on his instagram he'll post like bob's burgers versions of all the drag race queens <laughs> <laughs> which i love <laughs> yeah that's that's that's, that's yeah it. that's good content and yeah. stuff uh hell yeah i just realized that we've been recording for an hour 15 oh. i was like wow What's um, the longest so you've just, done? Uh, I think I did almost two hours with Butch once. Nice. That seems right. And I was like, it just flew by. Like, I was like, oh, hey, dude, it's been like, I was like, we should. And he was like, oh, shit, really? Like, he didn't realize it either. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Because it's just, like, you never know. Like, uh, like sometimes it's always, I always find it interesting to, like, just have a new guest or a returning guest every week and just you know see like sometimes i feel like the conversation just kind of takes off and flows other times i feel like i'm like really or i i feel like i'm pulling them along or i feel like sometimes too like that person feels like i'm not 
Like that's the worst. That's, <laughs> like, I've had a, I've had some episodes, and I think people know which ones I'm talking about. Where it's just like, I feel like I'm just not I'm not with it. We can't and be on all the, the person, time. Yeah, and the person that like. I feel like they're asking me questions and I, I'm like, dude, this is not like what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun too. But, I think like, I'm sure your audience really likes to learn about you. Probably. Um, Since you're like the main character. Yeah, I guess I'm like the constant in all of, in this whole project. Have you uh, ever seen, I, um, oh, I'm going to, Oh, I want to know if you've seen the show and I can't remember what it's called. Um, Pendleton Ward is a producer. It's on Netflix. The Midnight Gospel. Oh, yeah. I love The Midnight Gospel. I thought that was such a cool idea of just taking a podcast and animating over it. Oh, and the way the animation, too. Like, you can watch it back so many times mm-hmm. because it's just so much is happening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was that was such a cool, like, uh, uh, thing to come out. I and, agree. Yeah. I, I guess it was, like, a mini series. I'm not sure. And I've some of those episodes I think I'd actually heard before huh. or listened to, uh, and so it was like, oh, this is like a new way to, you know, re- like a new way to think about or listen or associate this with, you yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah, it seems like something they should do a little more. Yeah. Is like take, like I like like Theo Vaughn has pretty great animation sometimes for <laughs> some of his, um, some of his bits. And like some of his uh, podcast stuff. That has, like, is this... a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a full. It's healthy. But yeah, the the Theo Von cartoon character stuff is kind of cool because I feel like that's unique, something unique to him. Oh yeah, I like um, his style. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like stuff like that. You know, it's like a chance for other artists to collaborate on on somebody's already you know, produced yeah. thing. That was always my favorite episodes of Adventure Time. After they got past a certain season, um, they would give one episode each round, each season to um, just a random animator. Not a random animator, but like a successful, like, um, uh, animator that could animate their episode. And uh, it was always really wild. There was this one, these are always the weirdest episodes, actually, because I remember the Magic School Bus had something similar, but it was um, the life cycle and Finn and Jake started off as like flowers and they were bees, then they were salmon. And, you know, like it was, it was just like, Whoa. Th- th- that cycle's wrong. Don't, don't quote me. <laughs> I went to school, I promise. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was cool. You're like bees and then salmon and then, wait. <laughs> that's the natural. First your bees, then your salmon, then your monkeys, then your people. Like that's how it goes. Damn. <laughs> then you turn back into flowers. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. From honey to row. Honey to bro. To row, salmon row. Oh yeah. I was yeah. trying to think of like what is it? Sa- I don't know what. I was like, bees make honey. What is what do salmon make? Then it was like other salmon. <laughs> like I went to school too. I want to say that I went to school too. <laughs> We're ignorant. I was like, oh, they make eggs. Yeah. Do you remember um, the Magic School Bus episode where the kids got fertilized? 
when they were salmon. Kids got fertilized? <laughs> the, no. It was, it was like, at the time, you're like, oh, they're fish. How fun. No. They were full on. <laughs> Those kids got jacked off on by a bunch of salmon. And Miss Frizzle acted like it was all happy and natural, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you just never piece that together. Oh my god! <laughs> the shit that we got Look away with this we're getting fertilized. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, this is great!" It's just like, "No, this is some R. Kelly horse shit," and I cannot believe it's on PBS. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Miss Frizzle should have been the only one getting fertilized. <laughs> Look, kids. <laughs> that's that's for Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, why was like learning about salmon swimming upstream so important growing up in school? Do you remember like the like I for some reason it was just really maybe it's because I'm from Washington and that's like uh, maybe more of a but it was like burned into my brain for like multiple years in class that like salmon swim upstream and then lay their eggs and then those salmon swim out to the ocean and that's what happens like I and then like that was just like for some reason that was so important like that life cycle and it's like okay I don't know or like a butterfly how like a how a caterpillar goes to a butterfly like like those things are just so i don't know why that was like the their, like, base level biology yeah i think that was their tricky way of showing us evolution without calling it evolution you know like i mean it's like i'm from the midwest and it's um yeah some things are a little slower to learn out there you know uh i think that um maybe they were just trying to teach science without the bible getting slapped down on them you know hmm I, um, cause yeah. we were the same way we had, we had these little, we, <laughs> I'm remembering this one project we did in, I want to say second grade where it was like, um, she had a bunch of dead bees and we stuck their little carcasses on toothpicks and we would take the bees and we'd like rub them against flowers. And then we'd like rub them against other flowers. And then we would show how to like pollinate, but how fucking morbid is that? <laughs> These bees' bodies were just like sticking them on things. Why did you have you were, like, to use sword a dead bee to, to do that? <laughs> yeah, why did you have to use a dead bee to do that? I guess that was Could their way of being just like, like a... go. In high school, we didn't have nature's Q-tip. Here's <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. We could have faked it. There's a like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like there's a number. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? My high school didn't have, um, uh, like, pigs and stuff to uh, do, uh, I'm forgetting the words, you know, like, bio- biology surgery, what's that project? Oh, uh, di- dissection. Yeah, dissection. We didn't have that. We had roadkill. Yeah. They just brought in roadkill. <laughs> That's what we, what we did not. Like, today we're going to dissect this possum. You're like, why is half the possum gone? You're like, well, you know. Didn't make it. It's stuck on the, it's stuck on the fender of the 18 wheel. Like, hit this possum. Well, you get, you get half this squirrel. You get the other half. Everybody shares. <laughs> 
I only have a leg. Well, you know, today there was just, you know. You get what you get. Animals are quick today. They're dodging out there today. They're, you know, it's a win for nature today. Exactly. You know. No fries here. That is, that is so, like, I'm still hung up on the fucking dead bees on the toothpicks. <laughs> that shit is insane. Like, that is. <laughs> Did you guys have the, um, the chicks? Like, you'd have, like, eggs and you'd watch them hatch and stuff. Um, I don't think we did, I don't think we did, uh, I don't think we did that. I think we had, like, we had, like, crawfish and, like, oh, that's fun. Had, like, lizards. Well, we had the chicks, and we had... and we had, like, the incubator, and we'd watch them grow, and sometimes we got to hold them, and they'd poop in oh. your hand, and you'd be like, ew, because <laughs> you were, like, five. But, like, we'd also watch them die. Like, not, not, like, we would, like, keep them in a cage. We'd usually give them to a farmer or something when it was done, but, uh, no, they would they sometimes they die and then the kindergarten teacher is just like well kids it's the way of life and we were just like fucked up because we'd already named them yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's yeah i mean i grew up on a i grew up on a on a farm and we weren't allowed to name the the cows or the pigs or the because they were going to be in the freezer well they they (laughs) my family they would purposely name them I didn't have to go through this, so this is good. But my cousins did. Uh, they'd have to purposely name them, bond with them, and then they would have to kill them. It was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. No. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine having to actually bond. Like, I remember trying to, like, the ones that it was like we knew which ones we were going to eat and which ones we weren't going to eat. But the ones we weren't going to eat, we eventually ate anyway. It was just like, we're not going to eat them this season. So then you actually would get attached. Yes. And then, like, one time I stepped out, I was just like, hey, I think this is Daisy. And I remember just looking at the steak and being like. <laughs> just completely fucked me up. Like, I'm so I be, like I by the time I was 15, I was just completely desensitized to like fucking just seeing an animal's insides and stuff. It was just like, I don't I don't. Yeah, if I we, no, I'm not. I don't want to do. We're this. one of um, <laughs> yeah. We didn't have to. Uh, my family moved to St. Louis, so we didn't have like a farm farm. But um, I had cousins and stuff. My dad would always joke that we'd get like chickens and whatnot, and he'd have to like, I'd raise them and he'd kill them and we'd eat them. And I kept telling him, I was like, I'm gonna dress that shit up like a cat. <laughs> that chicken's gonna live indoors, and you're not gonna tell me boo because this is my baby. No. I do agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it was gnarly just to be like. Remember my little sister just like staring at the steak, like I like I was just witnessing like full trauma, <laughs> just just looking at her and she's just like like blank staring at the meat, just. <laughs> well, like, yeah, why'd you tell us? Yeah, like, why, why, why would you? Like, why would you tell us? Like, that's just horrible. I, I guess uh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. In that situation. True. This is why I came back yeah, to the Midwest. That was the deciding factor. I can't do farm work. <laughs> I can't be in the sun longer than 45 minutes or else I get bright red. I can't kill my animals. They True. just keep multiplying and I have to build them bunk beds. <laughs> The government comes in and tells me I'm abusing the animal, and then it's full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Well, I think that I think this is a good place to um, 
to wrap up here this has been a fun a fun podcast actually so much this was really nice i appreciate it a lot yeah thank you for being the the hundredth episode Um, i I feel like we should do something crazy i know right like we should i don't even i could throw my laptop out the window (laughs) and somebody picks it up and then it's just i'm like hey do you want to continue the episode like just have a second guest <laughs> and they and then they throw the laptop to the next person i just keep like it's just it's a six hour podcast with like it's just a hundred hour guests. podcast with a hundred people yeah you're just listening back to it so you're like okay i know where my laptop is now. <laughs> but i gotta wait for you to release it yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like give me that audio motherfucker <laughs> like i'm trying to find my laptop <laughs> You're like no edits. I need to know. I love this. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, where can people follow you so they can go see? Do you have and like yeah? Shout out any shows you got coming up. Where can people follow you at on Instagram, social media, all that stuff? Sure, I am on Instagram. I am Mad Boy Comedy. Um, I'm also uh, Maddie Boyer Art. Uh, my next show is. next month <laughs> i gotta look uh, <laughs> no worries it's all right hold on oh i'm at santa cruz blue lagoon oh shit and then i'm at next on the 7th oh okay nice. actually i'm doing the uh on june 17th i'm doing the viking uh clubhouse which is always a good time in hayward because it's uh, a bunch of bikers that (laughs) it's fucking wild so i'm headlining that for some reason (laughs) come watch me hopefully not get beamed in the head with a bottle (laughs) (laughs) uh that's yeah <laughs> just try to think of like i feel like you could win over some bikers they were very sweet to like, me last time but uh can i tell you one last story <laughs> yeah go for it <laughs> fucking wild so the last time i performed there um or one of the last times uh like there were too many people in the lineup you know bless bless the host heart he's he's very talented but it was just one of those days and um you know, I went up and they were super nice. You know, I tried to be nice to them. They were nice to me. It was fine. Uh, the headliner went up. <laughs> he's like the super talented guy. I get. I won't name him because I don't want to throw him under the bus. But um, he's 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 written for um, impressive comedy shows, like television shows and stuff. And I was I was super excited to see him. And he goes up on the stage and he make immediately does this observation joke that is. Um, this looks like the kind of place you have dog fights at. And <laughs> Michael, when I tell you the energy just drops, like you could feel it in your core. Like it was just like, boom, and instantly lost the crowd. That was the first 30 seconds in a 30 minute set. <laughs> why do you say dog fighting? What? Like, why was dog fighting the go-to I there? Like... Idea, especially because it's like, bikers are very sensitive about that kind of stuff because a lot of them had their dogs with them so it's like i don't know why he did that but it was one of the most impressive sets i've ever seen in my entire life because he like 
everything I've studied about comedy, like, you know, he did, like, what I saw was, like, an impressive, like, a couple of observation jokes trying to, like, dig out of it. Like, he did, he did callbacks, he did stories, he did uh, double entendres, like, everything. Everything that I've learned about comedy, he was killing it, and he was not getting a single laugh. And there was a point where they were so mad at him, every time he'd tell a joke, they were like, I'm gonna shove that Red Bull right up your ass! I was like, I was, uh, I don't know if you know Natalie Vanessa, but I was just like holding on to her. (laughs) It was just, it was incredible. And like, there was a point where they were just like, he walked, I'm going to say 70 people. Like, it was like, like everyone was just, and he, a poor guy, he was in glasses and a nice sweater. He just, this white guy that was just trying to make them laugh, but immediately insulted them. And it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but he, he handled it with such grace. And um, nobody fought him. But for whatever reason, there were two other comedians after him, despite the fact he was the headliner. So after all these people left, the only people left are the bikers that are too drunk to drive. <laughs> so it was uh, poor Adam Close was trying to do his set. And they were just throwing exactly. shit at him. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, bad. no. And that was the best bomb I had ever seen in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like... So come to the Vikings show like on the 17th. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and don't... Yeah, don't bring your, don't bring your dog, apparently. Right? There are no dog fights, <laughs> but... Don't mess with yeah. these people. <laughs> Just yeah. be nice. Wow. Eat their hot dogs. Have a good time. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah, this is this has been a great podcast. Um, yeah, this is guys, good. go see Maddie perform at the Blue Lagoon and at the at the Viking show that she just mentioned. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening to 100 episodes of the show. Woo! And like and subscribe. Give them five <laughs> stars on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.